We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we are engaged in a great civil war, testing that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Hi everyone and welcome back. You're listening to Old Glory, an American history podcast with me, your host, Per Fjallinby. Uh, this is a history podcast making a broad sweep through U.S. history from the colonial era to modern times. In the last episode, we talked about the first Americans, the Native Americans, and also about the first discovery and attempts to uh, colonize America by the Norsemen or the Vikings. Uh, in this episode, we're going to jump fast forward almost 500 years from the Vikings to the age of discovery and the discovery, or should I say it, rediscovery of America by Columbus. So America remains undiscovered, so to speak, until uh, the European navigators or seafarers began to travel longer distances and finally crossed the Atlantic in the 1490s. There are, of course, legends that speak of others before Columbus. Uh, one is about an Irish monk named St. Brandon who made many voyages and some said he crossed the Atlantic, but no evidence exists. Um, others speculate the fishermen from the Basque region in northern Spain went fishing in America, perhaps at the, at the Grand Banks, but uh, kept it a secret not to get competition from others uh, but Columbus voyage is of course a fact um, there are several several reasons why Europe enters the age of discovery also called the age of exploration uh, in one in one way uh, we can say that Pope Urban II is guilty. Uh, he starts a chain of events that leads from the Crusades to Columbus. Uh, the Crusades starts after uh, the Pope makes a call to Christians in, in 1095 to liberate the Holy Land. And in many ways the Crusades generally fail, but one thing is sure, they create a great interest in the exotic goods uh, the Crusaders discover in the Middle East. Amongst many things, uh, spices, uh, silk, cotton and, and more. Marco Polo's Descriptions of his travel through the Middle East to India and China became pure marketing, one could say. Uh, in the modern world of management, we would call it storytelling. And in fact, some of the stories of Marco Polo was pure fiction uh, about places he didn't really travel to. But uh, but he, he certainly traveled long and, and it became a good uh, marketing for, for these exotic uh, goods. In Europe. All of a sudden, everyone wanted the goods from India and China, and uh, you could say that they became spice junkies in a way. The medieval society that was dominated by agriculture and closed economies was slowly being replaced also by a more capitalistic one where trade and money and credit credit ruled. Uh, in this changing world, cities and merchants began, began to emerge and become more important, especially in what is today Italy, uh, the so-called Italian city-states such as 
Florence, Genoa, Venice, they dominated the trade to the eastward following the footsteps of Marco Polo. Trade, they trade with spices and silk, which was a lucrative business to say the least. But the prices for, for this luxury goods were high. For the merchants, merchantmen, the cost for logistics were huge if trading eastwards on, the, on waterways and caravan routes. Uh, the Muslims blocked the road and constituted an extremely expensive intermediary uh, middle hand for, for the purchases. Uh, this forced the Italian merchants in their turn to resell at substantial markups on the prices of, of these desirable goods. Some countries like Spain and Portugal felt that it was worth an effort to start looking for alternative ways to travel to India to get the goods at uh, lower costs, especially as the Byzantine Empire weakened uh, and the Ottomans began to control uh, the eastern Mediterranean. Uh, finding alternative routes for shipping leads to the age of discovery, uh, and I want to point out three important factors contributing to this exploration. First of all, nation states are starting to emerge in Europe, uh, for example, Portugal and Spain. The powers of the Pope, the bishops, the church began to be challenged by monarchs and nobles in many states. Uh, and of course, Martin Luther nailed down his thesis in Wittenberg in 1517. Uh, the Catholic Church was further weakened uh, and lost ground in northern Europe where Protestantism was gaining ground. Uh, second, the ships improved. A new type of ship called the Caravals was much better suited for to make longer journeys than, than the, the ships they had used before. Third, the knowledge of, in navigation improved a lot, especially by the use of the astrolabe, a kind of instrument used to determine positions based on latitude. So now Europeans have both the motive and the means and starts exploring the waterways to get to Asia. Portugal actually took the lead uh, with the famous Prince Henry the Navigator. He starts academies and train navigators. Portugal was united somewhat earlier than Spain and started exploring southward in, in the direction of the west coast of Africa. The country had many excellent ports and skilled sailors schooled in the spirit of Henry the Navigator. Gradually they dared to sail further and further south along the coast of Africa. In uh, 1471 they had crossed the equator. In 1484 they reached the mouth of the Congo River. Trading posts were established along the African coast. In 1488 Bartholomew Diaz became the first European to round the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, that is the southern tip of today's South Africa and the African continent. Uh, speaking of navigators and the Cape of Good Hope, actually the Chinese had already rounded the Cape from the east to the west in the early 14th century. In uh, 1421, the Chinese navigator Sheng He also made his famous uh, large expedition along the African east coast, but it is unclear whether he rounded the Cape of Good Hope or, or, or not. But it's, it's um, interesting that they were traveling from, from two directions, so to speak. Anyway, uh, the Portuguese attempt to reach India by circumnavigating Africa was finally reached in 1498 when Vasco da Gama made, made it to in India and back. According to some, the Portuguese also managed to sail west before Columbus. Some claim that uh, Joaquín Cortereal uh, reached America as early as 1472, that is 20 years before Columbus, but uh, this is not 
been proven in, in a way. While the Portuguese began their travels, uh, the, the Spanish was first busy trying to recapture the southern parts of present-day Spain from the Moors, uh, in other words, for the Muslims who had conquered almost the entire Spanish peninsula. In fact, the last Moorish stronghold, the city of Granada, uh, were recaptured exactly the same year that Columbus discovers America. Columbus, like many sailors, uh, was from Italy, um, from the city-state of Genoa, to be exact. Uh, but just like several other Italians, he seeks employment uh, at the courts of other states. For a few years, he had lived in Lisbon, participated in Portuguese voyages of discovery. Columbus has an idea to sail west across the Atlantic, tries to persuade someone really any king to invest in the voyage. He first tried to get support for a trip in Portugal, uh, but the offer turns down. His brother travels to England, but nobody is interested in, uh, in a voyage there either. In the end, Columbus managed to convince the Spanish royal supercouple Ferdinand and Isabel, who were just about to defeat the Moors and unify Spain. Presumably they were willing to take a chance um, because they were eager to compete with the Portuguese, realizing that the Portuguese controlled the west coast of Africa. They were willing to listen to Columbus' idea of a sailing west. Let's immediately dispel a myth and a misconception surrounding Columbus. Sometimes you hear or read that, that this was a time when it was believed that the earth was flat, while Columbus was one of the few who understood that it was spherical and around that it, yeah, it would be possible to sail west to get to Asia, but that's not really correct. At this time, it was common knowledge among navigators and scientists that the Earth is round. Uh, however, one thing was disputed. Uh, they cannot agree about the exact diameter of the Earth. So how far would the distance be to travel to India? The majority believed that the distance to Asia, more precisely India, uh, was so, so long that the sailing trip would never be possible. But a minority claimed that the diameter of the Earth was shorter, and if that was the case, it might be possible to sail the distance. Columbus listened to the few who claimed the distance to be short, so Columbus actually thought that the Earth was smaller than it was, and therefore he was prepared to, to take a chance. In this he was totally wrong. Uh, the distance to India is considerably longer than, than Columbus thought. Uh, so what actually happened was that by crossing the Atlantic he instead stumbles upon a completely new continent, America, well, new to, new to the Spanish. Columbus' discovery of America is, is therefore not a case of him being so good in the subject of geography, rather the opposite. Uh, the fact that he thought he really reached India uh, and not a new continent makes it a bit confusing also. Columbus starts naming places and peoples, uh, people as uh, if he arrived to India. That's why he called Native Americans Indians, uh, and the islands he, he comes to he would be called the West Indies. Uh, totally confusing, uh, of course. In the end, Columbus makes four voyages to America. The first was with the classic ships Santa Maria, Nina, Pinta. The first country he encounters was uh, when he rediscovered America is an island he chooses to name San Salvador. He also reaches Cuba and the island of Hispaniola, where today's Haiti and the Dominican Republic are located. On the second trip, he visited present-day Puerto Rico and Jamaica, uh, among other among other places. On the third trip, he visits northern South America. On the fourth, he reaches Central America. Columbus would be convinced until his death that he had actually reached India. By the time, maybe he should have come to the conclusion that it wasn't India because the places must have been extremely different uh, than what Marco Polo had described as India and China. (music) 
finding a new continent means that two worlds collide. And that's, this is interesting in itself. As soon as people start traveling back and forth across the Atlantic, two ecosystems mix and collide with long-lasting consequences. From the new world, they bring uh, corn, potatoes, pineapples, tomatoes, tobacco, beans, strawberries, punk- pumpkins, vanilla, and cocoa. Not bad. Sounds like a great, great meal and with a dessert. Potatoes and corn contribute, among other things, to providing for an ever-growing population in Europe. Uh, from the old world, they bring wheat, sugar, rice and coffee that can be grown in the new world, but also animals uh, such as horses and cows and pigs. What really attracts Europeans and make people taking the risk of crossing Atlantic is of course precious metals from the new world. They bring back large quantities of gold and silver. One of the things brought to the new world is truly tragic though. Millions of African slaves will be brought from the old world to the new, one of the worst chapters of, of human suffering in, in world history. One thing that affects humans in the exchange between the two worlds is, is diseases. Uh, the exchange is also terribly uneven. The Native Americans is forced to, to fight the losing war. Uh, smallpox, measles, influenza, typhoid fever, uh, scarlet fever, uh, diphtheria, bubonic plague and uh, many more are brought from Europe to the new world. From America, the only new disease actually arriving to Europe was uh, syphilis. Contact with Europeans, therefore, had a dire consequence for the Native American population. Basically, it was like a biological war. Disease hit the Native Americans hard. Around 80% of the Native American dies, and in many regions, almost everyone are exterminated, and whole tribes aspire to exist, with a few survivors forced to join other tribes. Native Americans, around 50 million in 1492, when Columbus arrived, are are down to like 5 million in 1650. In North America, maybe from 2 million to 500,000. Colonists later talked a lot about virgin land, but they should have been talking about widow land, perhaps. So the Colombian exchange between the old and new world is is very much uh, precious metals and nutritious food in one direction, disease and death in the other. Quite, Quite unfair. Tobacco causing a number of health problems today and syphilis perhaps is a fair revenge to say the least. The discovery of America by the Spanish shocked and horrified the Portuguese who had been fighting around the coast of Africa for so many years. Um, One question was who really had the right to what area and how was the world to be distributed between the two countries. In 1494, uh, that is shortly after Columbus reached America, the Pope stepped in and mediated. The result was the Treaty of Tordesillas who drew a line in the Atlantic 1,100 miles west of the Cape Verde Island, one of the last possible stops ships could make before crossing the Atlantic. Just six years later, a Portuguese captain, Pedro Cabral, navigated wrong and got, of course, and reached what is now Brazil. Uh, This part of South America was east of the Pope's line, according to the treaty, and all of a sudden Portugal could claim parts of South America in in Brazil. That's an explanation why Brazil is speaking Portuguese today, and the rest of South America almost speaks Spanish. When another Portuguese expedition visited Brazil the following year, one of the participants was an Italian, in, an Italian navigator named Amerigo Vespucci. Uh, Vespucci later claimed to have crossed the Atlantic as early as 1497 and visited the coast of North America, but that is something that is disputed. However, Amerigo Vespucci published letters uh, that became the first descriptions of America and a German publisher who in 15. 15- 
1907 published, his letter included a map of the New Worlds and suggested that the continent would be named after Vespucci. And that explains that the continent is named America after his first name, uh, Amerigo, uh, and not Colombia after Columbus. The struggle between Spain and Portugal led to further exploits. Uh, when the Pacific Ocean was discovered, the Spanish claimed that their sphere of interest continued westwards around the globe, and to claim this, this they set out to circumnavigate the globe. Ironically, Spain hired a Portuguese captain, Ferdinand Magellan, uh, and in 1519 he left Spain with five ships. At this time it was mistakenly believed that there was a passage between the Atlantic and the Pacific further north between South and North America, but this turned out to be wrong. Instead, in 1520, Magellan was able to to round the southern tip of South America and get through the strait that uh, has since borne his name, the Strait of Magellan, and make it from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, His fleet made the difficult voyage across the mighty Pacific Ocean and finally reached the present-day Philippines. In a battle with the native population there, Magellan himself was killed, but one of his ships finally managed to cross uh, the Indian Ocean around Africa and uh, return to Spain in 1522. Uh, and as we shall see, actually the second sailing around the world was done by an English uh, so-called sea dog, Francis Drake, but we'll get back to that in, in a later episode. So the rediscovery of America by Columbus uh, started a Spanish colonization of the New World. Spain focused on Central and South America, but they were also the first Europeans who, after the Vikings, began to explore North America and what is today the United States of America. In the next episode we're going to talk about that and how the Spanish, French, English and Dutch began to explore and colonize North America. So don't forget to tune in to the next episode. Until then, take care. Bye. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil. And if the hippies and the yippies and the disruptors of the systems that Washington and Lincoln as presidents brought forth in this country will shut up and work within our free system of government, I will lower my voice. If the impeachment provision in the Constitution of the United States will not reach the offenses charged here, then perhaps that 18th century Constitution should be abandoned to a 20th century paper shredder. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow.